Welcome to the latest edition of the Fixed Interest podcast series, where we will be discussing Nigeria. I'm Toby Isles, Head of Middle East Africa Sovereign Ratings. Today I'm joined by Douglas Winslow, a Senior Director in Fitch's Sovereign Team and Lead Analyst for Nigeria. Douglas, a lot has been happening in Nigeria since President Bola Tinubu took office. How do reform dynamics sit within Nigeria's B-stable rating? Well, starting at a very high level, Nigeria's rating strengths include its fairly low level of public debt, large economy, developed domestic debt market, and abundant reserves of oil and gas. But the rating's constrained by poor governance scores, high inflation, very low tax revenue, and a weakness in the exchange rate framework that deters foreign investment and adds to external financing risks. Now, we affirm Nigeria's B- rating and the stable outlook at our last review in early May, which was before the new government took office. And key to that was our expectation for moderate reform, including the phased elimination of fuel subsidies and greater exchange rate flexibility. And the early progress in these areas was significantly faster than anticipated, providing additional support for the rating. The immediate withdrawal of oil subsidies was announced in President Tinubu's inaugural speech at the end of May. And then in June, we saw a unification of the multiple exchange rate windows. And more importantly, the official I&E rate was allowed to depreciate by close to 40%, almost eliminating the gap with the parallel market rate. In recent weeks, though, there's been something of a stalling of reform momentum, in particular so renewed divergence between the parallel rate, which is weakened to around 900 nairas to the dollar, and the official rate at around 770, while the government has announced a freeze on further increases in domestic petrol prices. We've also seen some other offsetting negative developments, and that the latest oil production outturns have disappointed and more notably, new data suggesting that the central bank's net international reserve position may well be weaker than we initially thought. So how do you evaluate the reform momentum, given these more recent developments? Well, the starting point is that reform progress is still ahead of where we expected it to be at the last review. The degree of price discovery allowed in the official exchange rate market back in June was a landmark improvement and the withdrawal of fuel subsidies has been delivered without destabilising social protests. Our overarching assessment as the commitment to this reform remains. We view President Tinubu and his new cabinet, in particular the finance minister, as more market-friendly and technocratic, albeit these improved reform credentials appear to be concentrated in a relatively small number of individuals. There are, however, sizable socio-political challenges and these are likely to make reform progress uneven and create sizable implementation risks. These appear to have been more telling in recent weeks against the more difficult economic backdrop and threats of further strike action. Inflation has risen to 24%, partly due to the currency pass-through and the near tripling of domestic petrol prices, and we expect inflation to rise further this year before falling next and for a moderate slowdown in economic growth, given the hit to real incomes. Now, the fact that President Tinubu didn't receive a strong mandate at the election makes him somewhat more susceptible to political pressure from different constituencies within the APC, 
And this could have been exacerbated by the recent fallout from the cabinet formation process. Also, a weak net international reserve position might be hampering the pace of exchange rate liberalisation through the more constrained FX supply and the potential for it to be weighing on investor sentiment. Thanks for that, Douglas. The new CBN data has been a hot topic with varying interpretations going around. How do you assess this data in terms of Nigeria's FX position? The central bank's publication of its financial statements, which ran to the end of 2022, was its first for many years. Now, this has improved transparency to some extent, but there remains key data gaps, preventing a reliable assessment of net reserves. And this lack of clarity would continue to hold back foreign investment. Gross reserves were $37 billion at the end of last year and have since fallen to $34 billion, which has costed four months of current external payments. And that's similar to the median for the single B peer group. Now, at our last review, we estimated around 10 to $12 billion of these were swaps with domestic banks. And that was partly based on our own survey data. Although we have much less visibility on potential swaps with international counterparties, and in the absence of any official data, we thought some other reserves could well be encumbered. However, this new CBN data indicates sizable additional liabilities that would mean the quality of FX reserves is weaker. These include $7.5 billion of securities lending, mostly from JP Morgan, and there's a further $6.8 billion of short-term liabilities from FX forwards payable. Now, there's particular uncertainty around near $32 billion of FX forwards OTC futures and currency swaps, which are recorded off-balance sheet as a commitment rather than a liability and are not broken down in the CBN statement. Some of this, though, is likely to be non-deliverable contracts settled in Naira, which wouldn't then be a drain on reserves, as well as including commitments of a longer tenor. But so far, CBN hasn't provided any clarification on this missing information. We've also seen only partial progress by the central bank to clear its backlog of FX forwards that haven't been settled on time, and that highlights ongoing foreign currency shortages and the challenge of moving to a fully liberalised exchange rate. And how do we view the new CBN data in terms of Nigeria's broader external finances, which are a key sensitivity for the rating? Well, subject to the caveats on data being incomplete, the CBN statements underline the risks to Nigeria's external finances from a weak of quality of international reserves. There are a couple of mitigants here, though. We think it's likely the majority of the domestic swaps with CBN will continue to be rolled over, given incentives for banks to invest in either received and high-yielding sovereign securities, which has been very profitable, and also the sector's limited reliance on swaps for foreign currency liquidity, given its sizable FX placements with international banks. And the sovereign's near-term external debt service burden is moderate, at $4.3 billion next year, providing some time for Nigeria to rebuild its external buffers. Now, key to attracting bad capital inflows is sustaining investor confidence and the commitment to exchange rate liberalisation with full price discovery in the official market, as well as the tightening of policy settings. Monetary policy is still relatively loose, although we have seen yields on one-year T-bills allowed to reprice upwards to near 16%. Another key driver of the external outlook is policy under the new government to tackle weak oil production, 
We'd seen a partial recovery to just above 1.5 million barrels a day. That's including condensates in the first quarter of the year, seemingly helped by more effective surveillance to reduce oil theft and vandalism. But production's fallen back to an average of just 1.35 million over the last couple of months. We do expect a renewed focus on the energy sector under this administration to underpin a steady improvement in production, but still falling well short of the 2 billion barrels a day we saw in the first half of 2020. And that's partly due to the chronic underinvestment in the sector in recent years and the likely ongoing production outages. Now, shifting gears to another key area, how do we view the outlook for public finances under the new government? Well, the key positive so far is the straight removal of the fuel subsidy, which cost more than 2% of GDP last year. The recent announcement to freeze petrol prices doesn't mean a significant return to subsidy at the current oil price and exchange rate, but it could do if these variables weaken a lot. There are a couple of other factors supporting our view that the 2023 fiscal deficit will be moderately below the 5.4% of GDP we forecast at the review back in May. We expect most of the cost of the fiscal support package that compensates for high inflation will now fall into 2024 and the weaker Naira is boosting oil revenue. There's also a notional reduction in debt service costs from the securitisation of the government overdraft with the central bank at the lower 9% interest rate. Although in practice the benefit is likely to be smaller given we think these interest payments weren't fully being made prior to the change. The bigger issue here is that deficit monetization has added to inflationary pressure and we anticipate ongoing recourse to CBN financing, but at lower amounts than we've seen over the last year. Now, key to fiscal consolidation over a longer period will be how successful government efforts are to grow the tax base. Nigeria's extremely high interest in revenue is a key ratings weakness and it reflects one of the lowest tax-to-GDP ratios at near 7% of any sovereign that fits rates. The new government has yet to unveil measures in this area, but the signs are they'll focus on tax administration rather than changes to headline rates. Now, President Tinubu has a pretty good track record in this area from his time as the governor of Lagos, but typically this type of reform takes time to really produce results and we haven't factored in a marked tax efficiency gain in our 2024 deficit forecast. And finally, fiscal tightening as part of the broader policy mix would also help support capital inflows and the process of liberalising the exchange rate. Thank you for your insights, Douglas, and thank you all for listening. For more information on our ratings and research on sub-Saharan Africa, please visit us at fitchratings.com. We hope you will join us for the next edition of the Fixed Interest Podcast.